Welcome to the Straight to the Point podcast. Hi, my name is Bo Crable. I am an Amazon seller investor, and I've been lucky enough to be mentored by several millionaire business icons at a very young age, and I took action on their advice. This podcast is all about providing you with the right knowledge to succeed in the online retail business and grow your personal wealth to your maximized potential. Let's get right into it. How I got into selling on Amazon. This is the first time I've actually explained my full detailed story of how I got into selling on Amazon. And it's actually really funny. If you don't know, I've been making money by selling products online at the age of 12. I started off on eBay about selling some socks, and I'll tell you that story um, throughout this. But actually, so I've never told anyone this, but how I've actually got started to sell on Amazon was because I was annoyed of the $40 charge per month that was happening on my Amazon account, and I wasn't making any money with it. You maybe have felt this experience before where you see that someone's been charging you $10 a month or $20 a month on your credit card. So you're like, whoa, what's going on? Then you get mad and furious and you think those people are scammers and what's going on? They're charging money on my account. I'm not getting anything out of it. And that's why I got out. I opened up an Amazon account and then we fast forward a few months later, I realized, whoa, why am I getting charged $40 a month for nothing? I haven't done anything on this account. I'm an eBay seller. They don't charge me for $40 membership for things that I, don't, that I didn't know I was doing. So that can motivate me to get started and actually start making money on Amazon. Now let me kind of take you from the actual beginning where it actually got started. So how it all got started was I saw an opportunity. I was 12 years old, I was in middle school, and all these kids were wearing these Nike Elite socks. You were the coolest kid the more Nike Elite socks that you had. But Nike had a very limited colors of them. They had black and white, they initially came out with, and then they started to come out with red and blue. And I saw an opportunity of buying these socks at retail price at Champs and Foot Locker, going to Nike. Later, I ended up actually figuring out how to get discount deals by buying them in bulk. But then I would go to Joann's and I would get coloring dye and ask the kids at school, what colors do you want these socks? I can customize them for you. So let me know, $24, tell me what color you want them and I'll get them to you. So then kids would tell me what colors of them. I'd go to Nike or I'd go to the stores. I would buy the socks, get the coloring dye that they wanted, dye them different colors bring them to them and say, here you go, $24. And I'll take them. Boom. Made a few hundred dollars doing that. And then one day I get called into the principal's office and they sit me down and say, Bo, I see that you've been collecting money on school grounds. I see that you're doing this. And we learned that it's from selling socks. We don't want you doing it anymore because it's against the school policies. I'm like, what? What do you mean? Shouldn't you be proud of me? I'm doing something productive. I'm making money. And they're like, yes, but we can't do it. If you really want to do it, we can make a deal where we actually take 50% of your commissions. I'm like, what? And I was like, okay, I'll stop. I won't sell these anymore. And then I set up a Facebook page. And actually, the Facebook page is still alive today. There's uh, over 4,500 likes off of it. So then I started contacting some friends through Facebook and getting that way. But then I realized a light bulb went off is that I knew how to list things on eBay. Because if we actually go back three years before, uh, my father was an eBay seller and I was kind of his little partner and I, I would know how to make eBay listings because he taught me how to and I would make eBay listings for him. So I knew how to list things on eBay and I realized, oh, wait a second, there's more middle schoolers out there in the country. How about I list these on eBay and see how it goes? And oh my gosh, doing up to $3,000 per month in profit as a 12-year-old by selling socks. Lit- kid you not, my best customized socks I literally get black and white ones and these Nike Elite socks, they were $12 at retail. I ended up figuring out how to buy them at $11 in bulk. Um, I actually figured out how to do that online. But then my best selling socks is I literally get the black ones that had white stripes on them because that's how they all had stripes, the Nike Elite ones, little like dots and squares on them. I would get a Sharpie 
and do a rainbow pattern. And yeah, their Sharpie was permanent marker and I had a process to figure out so they didn't fade away. And actually, I literally have some of the socks today. So if you think, oh, Bo, you were selling crap socks. No, they were quality. I had an entire process with them. I dumped them into vinegar, washed them several times, had a process to make sure that they didn't fade away. And they're quality socks. I still have them today. Um, but it was amazing. I was literally buying them for $12 and selling them for 36 on eBay and it was doing tremendous. But what happened for me there is a light bulb went off. I realized there is money to be made by selling products online. I didn't have to talk to anybody. No one knew that I was 12 years old. They didn't know I had a high-pitched voice. I was in my pajamas and playing sports. No one cared about that uh, because the only other way I was making money before that, I was picking up dog poop um, for my neighbors. I did a paper route. I was selling lemonade when it was hot out, which in Washington, it's hot out for like two months out of the year. And I just did every weird way to hustle. I was always, always making money. Um, but this whole thing with selling products online was just huge for me because I realized there's no limit. So that's where I just dove in and said, all right, I'm going to figure out how to do this more. So that's where I started going to stores and selling things from there and going to garage sales and flipping things and trading things and bartering things on Craigslist and finding things on Facebook. And then I got into drop shipping and um, then actually got into private label. I didn't even know what private label was, but I started to buy things from China and kind of put my own name brand on and make my own listings and sell for more. I was literally buying these things called kandamas. And this is kind of the next chapter of how I got into selling Amazon is with these kandamas. So what a kandama is, uh, you can search if you don't know what it is, but it's a little Japanese toy. It's got a ball on it and it's a stick and you play with it and you're supposed to like hit it on these sides and catch it in the little stick. And that's about it. They're kind of dumb, but I saw all the kids in my school, kind of the same thing. I saw all my kids in the school playing with these kandamas. So I, I realized, okay, so I'm not going to waste my time by selling these to kids in my school. I know I could go do it. Let me make an order into China, buy a couple hundred of these um, at a dollar a unit. I'll sell it to some kids at school. Okay, great, that worked. Now let me put them on eBay because I realized this worked for selling socks. Let's do it for kandamas. And again, just boom, massive growth. And then I met up with a friend of mine who's a year older than me, but he had a dad who I guess was selling headphones on Amazon. And I knew of Amazon, um, but I, I didn't know you could sell on Amazon. I was like, what? But so he met with me because he saw what I was doing on eBay was cool. And we we're friends. We were on the same basketball team. And like my dad was sharing stories with his dad. And my dad was telling me about how what I was doing on eBay. And it was really cool. And they're like, okay, let's go down. I remember we actually had a sushi and me and my dad were uh, uh, really, we loved eating sushi. That was our like, biggest thing. We'd always like, go out and we actually, they took us to this other sushi restaurant that we've never heard of before. So I was like, ah, okay, let's see if the place is good. It ended up being good. Uh, but we had a good time and we started talking about the eBay and Amazon and he explained to me the process, what he was doing. What he was doing, he was buying stuff from China and his private labeling it and doing very well. So I realized, okay, how can I go do that right now? And I did it with my kandamas. I made a listing and it got no sales absolutely nothing. I don't even think the listing went active. I was just so confused because I was so used to selling on eBay and I was like, okay, on eBay, all you need to do is you just need to list it. You take some pictures and go from there. And I didn't realize that the process of making a listing is so much more complicated on Amazon. Um, so I didn't get any sales. So then I didn't think about Amazon at all out there. I was like, all right, let me just get back into what's working. Let me not care about this Amazon thing, whatever. A couple months go by and I log back into the Amazon account because I was okay, let me how would I try? Cause I bought some phone cases. Cause I started to private label these phone cases on Am on eBay doing very well. I was literally buying these for like 50 cents a unit and selling them for up to 20 bucks. And it was killer. I was making, it was, it was amazing. It just again, I'm like 13, 14 years old at this time. Um, 14 at this time and doing really well. And then I logged back into my Amazon account. Cause I'm like, okay, let me give it another shot. This Amazon thing. 
and I look in the side and I see a huge red, just negative sign showing that every month Amazon's been charging me $40, $39.99 to be exact, to just have an account. I'm like, what? What's going on? Why am I getting charged this? On eBay, it's free unless you have a store where you only have a store because you save money off of fees. But Amazon's charging me $40 a month to do nothing. And that annoyed me because I really respect, respected money. I was making good money at this point, and $40 a month, like, obviously, is like, still not a lot of money, but still, like, I respected money so much. At this point, if you don't know my story, I never wasted a dollar. I literally kept so much cash in a safe. I counted my money, like, every week, and I kind of hoarded my money. I did, literally, I never spent a dime. It was insane. Um, so, really, me losing $40 a month, I was pissed. I was so mad. So then I got motivated. Okay, how can I actually make this into a profit? So then I started learning about Amazon. I, I literally called up Amazon and said, hey, how can, I, how can I make money with this? Like, how do I make listings? I can't get these listings going. They're like, oh, well, there's two ways you can do it. If you have a product that already exists, you can just put in the ASIN and follow this, blah, 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 blah. If you have a product that does not exist, you have to go make the listing this way. I'm like, oh. I was like, oh, wait, you're telling me that I can sell stuff that's already selling on Amazon? That's all I needed here. So the stuff that I was already selling on eBay... I put them on Amazon. All the socks that I was selling, all the stuff that I was bartering and trading and doing arbitrage and drop chain, I was like, oh, wait, I can just do that on Amazon. And boom, fast forward a couple months from now, I'm getting a $10,000 and more check from Amazon every two weeks. Killing it. 15 years old at this time, freshman in college, not college, freshman in high school, and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. And then I get a notification from Amazon that my selling privileges have been removed. And I just sink. I'm like, what? I'm like, and I tell my dad, like, um, actually, I, I don't have to tell you that, but um, I think I got my Amazon account suspended. Um, so I just want to let you know that that, uh, that happened because I, I wasn't under 18. So like I had to, my account was under my dad's name and everything like that. So I like had to kind of tell him that, hey, yeah, you're not going to see checks coming into the bank account anymore because... Uh, I got suspended. Um, however, then I started to, uh, I clicked on the email, read more about it. I guess I got suspended because of a, an authentic claim that Amazon was saying that the products I was selling were counterfeit. I'm like, no way they're counterfeit because I saw that they're telling me they're off these Nike socks I was selling. And don't get this confused with the Nike Elite socks I was customizing. Actually, where I made most of my money on eBay is I would go to the Nike store, the Nike outlet. Um, there was a Nike outlet in uh, Centralia, Washington, that would sell Nike stuff at discounts. So I go to the Nike outlet and buy the stuff at a discount and sell them for more on Amazon. And that, that was it. And I did a lot of that on eBay. That's where I made a lot of money. So when I got the notification saying that the Nike socks were counterfeit, I kind of had a sigh of relief. It's like, okay, there. I'll be able to get to this. Let me just explain to Amazon that these are 100% real. I have receipts. Good. So then I go through the process of appealing it and they say that they need an invoice from my distributor. I'm like, I don't know what a distributor is. I'm going to act like this means receipt from a supplier, a receipt from a Nike. So then I put in the receipt from Nike. And a couple of business days later, they say, yeah, we don't accept retail receipts. We're shutting down your account indefinitely. No other communications after that. There's no number I can call, nothing. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. They shut me down. Like, what? So then I got to realize, how do I do this the right way? What's a distributor? So then I started researching it. So I figured, okay, what's a distributor? What's a wholesaler? What's all this stuff? Then I started to figure it out, started networking, started going to trade shows. I found a couple of first good suppliers. I made a few mistakes. First time I ever, besides suspension, the first time I ever made a mistake and I actually lost money by selling stuff online was when I first started doing the business model I'm doing today is by buying it wholesale. 
So then anyway, I made that mistake, and uh, a little hard for me right there. And then I had to re- learn about product research. And then I started growing and growing and growing. Everything's going well. Uh, business going well. I start to then kind of take less focus on it because I started to become a really good runner. I joined track my sophomore year of uh, high school, and this is where I really started actually making money on Amazon and uh, selling kendamas, doing well, buying it wholesale. And I started to become a really good athlete in track. I joined track my sophomore year, and I ran a four. Uh, 36 mile, which is okay. It's probably good enough to get like a division three scholarship. Um, actually division three doesn't give scholarships, but, um, or athletic scholarships, but uh, I was a good runner and I put a lot of my focus on running. Cause when I became a junior, I realized, Oh, I can actually get my college paid for this, which I wasn't really a big fan of higher education even there. Cause I realized I was making good money on eBay and Amazon, but it wasn't really like a profession for me at that point. And I was doing well, I was plateauing at probably like thirty to sixty thousand dollars a month on my eBay store and doing uh, that much on Amazon as well too. But I realized that I probably maybe should pertain to college and look at some things. So I wanted to become an actuary because it made a lot of money, and that was the only thing. And the reason why I realized, okay, uh, how can I get my college paid for me? Because I think college is a waste of money. So I realized, oh wow, I'm good at running. Let me try to actually see what it takes to get a Division One scholarship. I researched the times started contacting colleges and they told me the times I need to run. And then I just doubled down. I would wake up uh, my junior year after cross country because after cross country, it's in the fall and then track is in the spring. And your junior year is really, really important because usually scholarships happen off of uh, your cross country senior times because they're in the fall and then off of your uh, track junior year. So I realized, okay, I really need to do well this year in track. So... Um, I was still playing basketball this time. And it was actually really funny. I kind of, like, I cared about basketball, but my main focus was track. So my coaches would actually get really pissed at me because I'd literally, I would run before school and the person who opened up the door for me was uh, one of the basketball, like, assistant coaches. So he would see me run before school um, and train really hard. And then, like, in between, like, practices when we have a water break or let's say it was, like, before a game uh, when we're supposed to be kind of, like, relaxing and think about the game i'd literally be doing workouts so like i would be doing like um wall sits and lunges and just stuff that they knew it was for track and they're like crib what are you doing like you should be getting focused I'm like oh, i'm endurance runner like uh, i'm okay like I'm, I'm good so they didn't really like that but i put all my focus i'd run before school and just uh wait or i'd have basketball practice um after school and the weight lifts at night or i go like on a treadmill at night um and i was doing decent i started to coach myself as well and then basketball got ended and literally the next day I had my first race. It was an indoor race at the university of Washington indoor race. And I ran a 427, uh, mile true mile. Um, it's actually kind of funny when if you search my name on Google, I think actually this little, the interview with me got popped up, but, um, so I started doing very well and running was my focus. And I ended up running a 422 mile. So then after I ran a 422 mile, I started to get a lot more attention from some schools. Um, and I knew I was going to be able to run a division one level. A lot of schools got in contact with me and my dream school was going to Pepperdine University, and I narrowed it down to Pepperdine and University of Portland, University of San Francisco, which University of Portland is actually, they come like top three or like top five like every single year in the nationals, so really high-end schools, and um, I knew I was going to get a Division One scholarship. But then I got injured my senior year, and before I even a race happened, and I really, because I realized that now, okay, my main focus is running. I'm going to get a Division One scholarship. I'm going to become a professional runner. Now let me research on what professional runners are doing. Let me research on what Division One athletes are doing. So then I started training like professional athletes and professional runners and um, Division One runners. 
So I literally went, upped my training from 40 miles a week to 100 miles a week. All I thought about and all I did my entire life was based off of running. I'd wake up before school and run. And then if I wasn't running, I was thinking about running. I was either eating to recover from my run. I was doing two runs a day. It was insane. I got in such a good shape. It was in, I remember actually doing a workout, um, which if you're a runner, I mean, this might, you might not care about this, but I did a workout. It was a five by one mile. So what you would do is you would run a mile pretty fast, and then you take a couple minutes off and run it again. It's a very hard workout, and it was five mile repeats. And keep in mind, the mile that I ran was 422, um, best mile that I ran, and it was in a race. So like you're giving it all out. So now I did mile repeats, and usually like if you do mile repeats, it's you're not doing it anywhere close to your mile pace because when I run a mile, I literally can't walk and like it's tired afterwards. So if you can do a mile repeat, like five of them, like a minute and a half off of your actual pace, that's pretty good. Um, so I did five mile repeats and the I average it was like average like at five ten, and then the last one I did under four fifty. And I realized after I did that, I'm in really good shape. I ran some really long races and I was in the best shape of my life. And then a week before the first race of the season, I got injured. And then we fast forward a month later, I'm in crutches and I don't race again. I never recover. And it was pretty sad. It was pretty depressing. And like, I felt really bad because the, the, uh, the coach at my school, he's actually coached every single mile or every single record for track except the mile record. So there's a lot, everyone knew that I was going to beat the record. There's no big deal. I had to run is uh, under 415. 415 was the record at our school. So everyone's like, okay, Bo's going to get it. He was seven seconds off. He's in hundred times better shape than ever has been. And it's right now it's fall. He's going to do it as senior. No problem. And then I just never run again. I never, I could never race. I never cure. I never got healthy again. And it was really like, like, I didn't know what to do. So I would go home and I have nothing to do. I'd sit down. I remember I watched all of family guide, the Netflix twice. I would watch so many Netflix documentaries. I had nothing to do. And then, um, one day I went back to my back office. I got some shipments packaged up cause I was still selling on eBay. It was more of a hobby. And then a light bulb went off. And I said, Holy crap. I forgot this is also what I'm good at, is making money. So then from that day forward, I locked myself in my room. I wrote out what I want to do in my life, what I want to do if this running thing never works out because I did not have a lot of confidence. I was pretty fearful that it wasn't going to work out. I actually ended up still getting a scholarship to Pepperdine and I did commit to Pepperdine, but I just really doubled down and tripled down. I went from everything was about running, running, running. And then at a short period of time where I was kind of like, there's nothing I can do in my life right now. Then it all went to, selling on Amazon, selling on Amazon, selling on Amazon, selling on eBay, making money, making money, making money. And then I just doubled down, tripled down on it where literally I kind of gave up on school uh, in high school. I, mean, I was still going to classes, but I was barely passing them. My GPA was not very good my senior year because I was just focused on my Amazon eBay business. And that really uh, scaled up and had a huge growth. And then I finally got healthy in the summer. So after track season was done, I never raced. And at this point I was getting my training back up again. I was in amazing shape, 100 miles a week. And I actually started to start a YouTube channel around this time because I saw a lot of people were talking about um, how arbitrage and drop shipping is a good business model. And I knew that I was suspended by doing arbitrage and I kind of called out a lot of people's business models and just kind of had a big ego because I realized what I was doing was really well and I've really grown my business in the past year. Um, and the people started to reach out with me to kind of work with them one-on-one. -on -one. And I took on a few clients one-on-one, -on -one, but then I got to the point where literally all what I was doing, I was waking up running doing coaching calls one-on-one -on -one with people running and then going to bed literally that was all what i was doing there's nothing i was eating like halfway between like runs and it was like 
I did not have much time in the day. So I realized, how can I make this like scalable? So then I realized, okay, I need to go create a course where people can go watch this. So I started to create a course and literally as I'm going to Pepperdine, I'm finishing up the course. I remember doing the last lessons and like going over like, here you guys, this is your homework assignment. It's like, as I'm at Pepperdine and as I'm at Pepperdine, I realized, wow, running at the division one level is a full time job. It was insane. Like I remember I was running hundred miles a week and like that was a lot of time, but I didn't realize that the next level running division one, it wasn't just the amount of miles I was, I was running about the same amount of miles. Actually I was running less miles, but there was just so many team activities. There was weightlifting and stretching and core and team bonding where, and they just wanted you just locked in as like not a prisoner, but it was just like a full-time job. And I realized to myself, I got to quit this Amazon eBay thing or quit school and running. I had to choose. So then I started to think to myself, what will I regret more? Will I regret in four years from now not starting up or taking the advantage of growing my business? Or will I regret not being the best runner I possibly could have been? And it was a really hard decision. I, I went to my coach. Uh, I cried a lot. And I said, uh, yeah, I, I have to leave. I, I know it's been five days. I know I have, I literally had a quarter of their athletic money. And I said like, hey, is there a way that you guys can like redistribute the athletic money? And they're like, no. Like, okay, but like, I want to go follow my passion. And I thought to myself that I would just regret by waiting four years to not continue my business. And I made a pretty good decision. Um, I've 10 X my Amazon business. I'm growing every single day. I'm now in the process of setting up a fund. I've, uh, have over 3,500 students who've sold on Amazon through my course and are making extreme amounts of money. I've changed a lot of people's lives and I'm really proud about the decision I made. And that's how I got to sell on Amazon. If you want to learn more, about selling on Amazon, uh, what you want to do is you can actually go to my website, bowcribble.com, and you can learn more. That's about it. That's all I have to say to you about my story and how I got selling on Amazon, and now you know everything. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode. The feedback has just been tremendous so far. I'm loving it, and I'd love it if you just took the next 30 seconds of your time to do me a quick favor. Please go ahead and leave a five-star rating and drop your number one takeaway from this episode inside whatever podcast platform that you're using. This is really just like a virtual pat on the back for me to continue to keep pumping out free content. Thank you so much and see you on the next episode.